here for a reason. This, is, this, this news just in. Ready? Go, go. We are your news now. <laughs> right on radio. For continuous coverage, the latest information, separate fact from opinion. Get the truth. <laughs> Get the news. You're listening to Right On Radio. You are here for a reason. Blessed are the poor in spirit, those who see the sin in their hearts. Blessed are the ones who are weeping Cause sin has torn the whole world apart Blessed are the meek and humble God will freely give them all things Blessed are the ones who are hungry and thirst for justice and wait on their king. We are the salt of the earth, so we're gonna shake, shake, shake like a salt shaker. We are the light of the world, so we're gonna shine, shine, shine till the night's no more. We're gonna shine, shine, shine till the night's no more. Blessed are the merciful. Whose sins are forgiven so they can forgive. Blessed are the pure in heart. God will show his face to them. We are the salt of the earth. So we're gonna shake, shake, shake like a salt shaker. We are the light of the world So we're gonna shine, shine, shine Till the night's no more We're gonna shine, shine, shine Till the night's no more Savior's love. Blessed are those bullied for their faith. Great in God's kingdom will be their reward. We are the salt of the earth, so we're gonna shake, shake, shake like a salt shaker. We are the light of the world, so we're gonna shine, shine, shine till the night's no more. We are the salt of the earth, so we're gonna shake, shake, shake like a salt shaker. 
we are the light of the world. So we're gonna shine, shine, shine till the night's no more. We're gonna shine, shine, shine till the night's no more. Hey, welcome to Sunday, everyone. What a honor it is to be here with you. Um, that was called the Beatitude Song by Brook Hills Worship. And uh, it's funny, it's, the, the song, I guess, was put up two years ago. It has uh, 15K views and... This artist only has uh, 261 subscribers, so um, I think she has an anointed voice, and I just wanted to share that with you. And yeah, the, the song maybe seemed, sounded a bit childlike, but aren't we called to be childlike? I think it was a fun song, and... Uh, and obviously perfect for what we're going to do today as we continue on in our study of Matthew. I want to remind everyone here that um, when I started this study of Matthew, the, my commitment was to cover the precepts and master principles throughout and the reason I'm doing that is if I don't do that, we could spend years doing just the uh, the gospel of Matthew. And there's nothing wrong with that as well, but I would like to, uh, to, to have gone through the Bible at least once before I dig in at least that deep. And with this lesson here as well, uh, I'm taking a little bit of liberty and you know, the, the Beatitudes, each one that he gives, you know, deserves an entire sermon uh, because this is much deeper than what appears to be on the surface. And if you noticed in the uh, title of this, I took a little bit of liberty and I took one letter out of Beatitudes, and it's odd that the, uh, well, not odd, it's purposeful, I suppose, but I took out the I, which is right in the middle of the word, Beatitudes, the letter I. And what are these Beatitudes about? Well, it's less about you, <laughs> less about I. And uh, coincidentally, it just might be odd. Maybe it's the crucifixion of the uh, the old man. But uh, <laughs> by taking out the I, I removed the word in the middle, which is tit. <laughs> I'm juvenile, folks. What can I say? Um Oh, that now would be a good time to pray. Heavenly Father, I give you thanks for your word. 
give you thanks for your son, Lord, who came down from heaven. And Lord, when you came down, you lived a perfect life. You gave us perfect examples. And you knew everything that we would face. You knew every temptation. But you were perfect in your ways. And Lord, when you ascended upon high, after paying for our sins on the cross, you sent us your Holy Spirit. And in Jesus' name, we invite the Holy Spirit to be in our midst. In fact, Lord, I pray that it's the Holy Spirit that speaks through me this morning. I give the Holy Spirit full permission. And I pray for each one that hears my voice, that it's the Holy Spirit that ministers to them, uh, not this fleshly man. Lord, let your spirits minister, let your spirit minister to each one individually. And Lord, give them what you've meant for them to take out of this particular reading of your word. And I pray this in Jesus' name. What a blessing. And by the way, speaking of be attitudes, so, so far we have be loved. Be blessed, be the Berean, believe, and now we have be attitudes, because this is about your attitudes, <laughs> make no mistake. And the, the word be attitudes, the way it's, uh, it's pronounced, uh, really means uh, to be happy, to be joyful. And one of the things you're going to hear in the Beatitudes is, blessed are those, you know, blessed. And I want to state right off the bat, so you hear this properly, that blessed is not in future tense. It is in present tense. So as we realize these things, you are blessed right then and right now, right now. So this is a present tense blessing. And Lord, I pray that it's a present tense blessing for each and everyone in this study today. Um. Well, let me read. I'm going to read the chapter uh, because I'm probably going to spend a couple or a few Sundays on this particular chapter, I, and it's long. I may not uh, read the entire chapter each time just because of time, and I want to uh, to be considerate of yours. And uh, although it, good things come from repetition, well, we'll play it week by week, but I'm going to read the entire chapter now, and then I'm going to get into some, some great revelation that I've received, and I'm going to be, and I say this in faith, that I'm going to be receiving as we continue uh, to get into the study. So uh, as most of you should know, this is the Serpent on the Mount, the Sermon on the Mount. Um, I'm a bit tongue-tied this morning. I apologize. Um, chapter 5. 
Now when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him, and he opened his mouth and began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the gentle, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the sons of God. And blessed are those who are have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you and persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil things against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward in heaven is great. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has become tasteless, How can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by people. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Your light must shine before people in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Do not presume that I came to abolish the law or to the prophets. I did not come to abolish, but to fulfill. For truly, I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, Not the smallest letter or stroke of a letter shall pass from the law until all is accomplished. Therefore, whoever nullifies one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever keeps and teaches them, he shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I say to you, unless your righteousness far surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that the ancients were told, you shall not murder, and whoever commits murder shall be answerable to the court. But I say to you, that everyone who is angry with his brother shall be answerable 
to the court. And whoever says to his brother, you good for nothing, shall be answerable to the supreme court. And whoever says you fool, shall be guilty enough to go into the fiery hell. Therefore, if you are presenting your offering at the altar, and there you remember that your brother has something against you, leave your offering there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother, and then come and present your offering. Come to good terms with your accuser quickly while you are with him on the way to the court so that your accuser will not hand you over to the judge and the judge to the officer and you will not be thrown into prison. Truly, I say to you, you will not come out of there until you have paid up the last quadrants. You have heard that it was said you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lust for her has already committed adultery with his heart. <clears throat> now, if your right eye is causing you to sin, tear it out and throw it away from you, for it is better that you lose one of your parts of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand is causing you to sin, cut it off and throw it away from you, for it is better for you to lose one of the parts of your body than for your, the whole body to go into hell. Now it was said, whoever sends his wife away is to give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you that everyone who divorces his wife, except for the reason of sexual immorality, makes her commit adultery, and whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you have heard that the ancients were told you shall not make false vows, but shall fulfill your vows to the Lord. But I say to you, take no oath at all, neither by heaven, for it is the throne of God, nor by the earth, for it is the footstool of his feet, nor by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king, nor shall you take an oath by your head, for you cannot make a single hair white or black. But make sure your statement is, Yes, yes, or no, no. Anything beyond these is evil of origin is of evil origin. <clears throat> you have heard that it was said, eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not show opposition against an evil person. But whoever slaps you on your right cheek, turn the other toward him also. And if anyone wants to sue you and take your tunic, let him have your cloak also. Whoever forces you to go one mile, go with him too. 
Give him who asks of you and do not turn away from him who wants to borrow from you. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may prove yourselves to be sons of the Father who is in heaven. For he causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Even the tax collectors, do they not do the same? And if you greet only brothers and sisters, what more are you doing than others? Even the Gentiles, do they not do the same? Therefore, you shall be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. Wow. <laughs> so much of this sounds harsh. So much of this sounds like we can't do it. Especially when it's talking about the law, but please understand that the law was meant to reveal sin in us. If it wasn't for the law, how would we know what was right and wrong? We are all born of a sinful vessel. And even though our sins can be forgiven, and if you're born again, they are, you will continue to sin. That's not to justify sin, because there is no justification of sin. God won't justify it. But God will give you the conviction. And every day, pray we sin less. So a couple things I want to start with, and I'm probably going to get into some trouble here. I, I'm going to get into trouble through this whole chapter. <clears throat> you know, sometimes I feel that, well, everyone filters information in different ways, and I'm certainly no exception to that. I don't always go along with what the biblical commentators say. I don't always go with the normal thought because I filter these things through my life experiences, as you do. And it doesn't mean I'm always right. doesn't mean I'm, I'm wrong. But there's a couple things when we get th going through this chapter that I think are going to be eye-opening to you. And... You know, we're going to focus on the Beatitudes today. And <laughs> this might sound contrary to what I just read, but I do like to mock the uh, New Age movement. 
in a way, and I'm not mocking the people, but I like to mock the doctrine. And just like when I do one of those shows that, you know, expose a certain person, I'm not coming after them personally, but if they're misleading people, I feel it, well, we're rightful. Uh, and I think obligated to call it out. Now, can we call out everyone? <laughs> no one has the time. But when we look at these Beatitudes, and this is one of those things that I haven't heard anyone else really say, this in many ways is mimicking, because Jesus is our perfect example. So Jesus is God. He was there in the beginning. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. Jesus is fully God. But he humbled himself, and he descended to the earth to be born of a woman, to be raised in a family, and he began his ministry at the, we guess, at the age of 30. At least most people tend to agree on that. I really haven't found the biblical proof of that personally, but let's just assume, you know, he was uh, an adult by the time he really started his ministry. And at the end of his three and a half year ministry, he died on the cross and he rose again. These beatitudes are really about a death to self and the resurrection in Christ. And it really is a step-by-step, -step, precept upon precept. If you don't get the very first one, you won't be able to really do the second one. If you don't get the first and the second one, the third one's going to be next to impossible for you, and so on and so forth. These are put so brilliantly in order that it obviously was the intention of God to put them in this order. And so you have to understand it as, you know, going up the rungs of a ladder, you might say. And when going back to the uh, mocking the New Agers, you know, we hear it all the time now, Ascension man, Christ consciousness, you know, don't slow down my ascension. Well, the devil perverts God's word and he's mocking it where this is the exact opposite of what new age stuff is. The exact opposite. And you're going to see that as we go through this. But you can really kind of categorize this as an ascension in your walk with Christ. I hope that makes sense. So it starts off verse one. Now, when Jesus saw the crowds, 
he went up on the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him, and he opened his mouth and began to teach them, saying, I find it curious, and I'm not going to spend time on it, but he just I just want you to picture it. They see he sees the crowds, and he decides to essentially separate himself a little bit because he went up on the mountain. But then he sat down, so he wasn't standing up going, I am Messiah, and I proclaim. It's the exact opposite. That's what the world would do. He sat down, and his disciples came, and they sat right around him. And it says, and he opened his mouth and began to teach them. You know, when you open your mouth, the breath comes out when you say words. And we know words spoke, the word of God spoke creation into existence. And there's an action. He opened his mouth. And he's that breath of life. Remember, he formed man out of the clay of the earth. And he breathed into his nostrils. And it brought life to man. Well, this is similar. Where Jesus opened his mouth, he breathed out the words that bring life to man. And then the first thing he says, blessed are poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. What does it mean to be poor in spirit? It's kind of an odd statement, especially since, you know, God teaches do all things by spirit. And so what does he mean to be poor in spirit? And then, of course, he gives the reward for each one of these be attitudes for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So if you need to accomplish one of these to experience the next one and, and then get, get the next one to go to the next one and the next one to go to the next one, this is the foundational step. So, in fact, I, I would say it's probably the most important So what does it mean to be blessed, to be poor in spirit? I put forth to you for your consideration that it is to be completely empty of yourself. To be at the end of your rope. To know that there is no good in you. You see, for many, for 
all of us, but let's just call it what it is. There's that song, I surrender all, I surrender all. <laughs> yeah, nice words. It's pretty hard to mean it. All is a big word. And we might, you might be in the difficult spot and you're at the end of your rope and it's like, okay, Lord. And this is how most of us come to Jesus, by the way. Um, we need it. There's a void in our life that we've realized can only be filled by Jesus. Maybe, you know, a marriage is ending or, you know, something happened to a, a child or a loved one or, or you're hurt. You're devastated in some way, and at that part of your life, you're at a wit's end. But in other parts of your life, you know, okay, I'll just say, listen, I'm, I'm going through a, a divorce or something like that, a worldly thing, a worldly thing. I want to stress that. But you know things will be all right because I'm uh, I'm hugely successful in the world. Yeah, I can. It's gonna suck to pay alimony and support and all that stuff, but I'll be okay. That's not poor in spirit because you're still hanging on to other stuff in your life where you deserve congratulations. You know, I might not be the most successful or whatever, but man, I've got a good heart and I'm really compassionate for people. Oh, congratulations to yourself. You might think those are all holy and yeah, they are. But if you're boasting in yourself of it and you're confident in your own abilities, you are not poor in spirit. To be poor in spirit as the foundational step is to truly say, there's nothing good in me apart from Christ. Sometimes we will mean those words more than other times. Well, I can only speak for myself. Thankfully, there's a resolution as we come to the end of this. <laughs> but when you can say, I am nothing in any area of my life apart from Christ. Yours is the kingdom of heaven. It's yours. Be blessed. It's yours. It's the Lord speaking to you. Hey, listen, you surrender all. Here you go. It's yours. Be blessed right now. Verse 4, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. This one here uh, is much better in some other translations, I will admit. Uh, there's a reason why I use the, uh, the American Standard Bible. I know there's a lot of KJV. Um, people in the audience, I am too. Truth be told, 
but for the purpose of the public reading of the word and for purpose of understanding, I think it's, although there's an argument to be made, quite honestly, that the New American Standard is one of the best versions and translations out there. Um, there's arguments to be made both sides of the fence, but at the end of the day, it is the Holy Spirit that ministers to you. So even some of the lesser versions of the Word of God can still minister to anyone, and the Holy Spirit can speak what he wants to speak to anyone. So have rest in that. But in this one, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. You see, if you understand that this is like rungs on a ladder, when you realize, step number one, that you are nothing apart from Christ, the next thing that happens in our lives, and I know, well, I pray that each of you have experienced these things. Then you realize what a waste of years before Christ. And you become sick to your stomach. I did. I did. You know, I've often said on this podcast that, you know, although we're excited for the return of Christ, we want the return of Christ and this misery. Let's just, let's just get her done and get into, get into eternity. Lord, just let's do it. At the same time, I've spent more than half my life in the world. And I I pray that I have more years to serve my king while I'm in this earthly vessel. Because we don't get another shot at this. So, yeah, that's selfish, actually. <laughs> that I want to spend those times in serving him. I didn't get saved till I was 30. And actually, in the, not intentionally. Um, there's nothing scripted about it, just the way it happened. But I was saved when I was 30, and I was baptized at 33. And when I got saved, I realized how much time of my life, because everything that I thought in life that was good was useless. It, it has no everlasting fruit. And I, and I was boastful as a young man. I, uh, what the, I would had what the world considered to be a great life. Um, I accomplished just about every goal I had set out early by the time I was 30. At not to the full extent that I wanted them to, but I'd done every one of them. And uh, and I thought it was great. And then the Lord started to systematically tear apart my life as he does to those he loves. And you realize that that stuff wasn't worth anything. It was empty and void. 
So blessed are those who mourn is really the regret that you didn't get it till now, <laughs> you know, like, Lord, people tried to tell me 10 years ago, I was too proud to listen or whatever the case is in your life. Some of you have been saved since you were a kid and uh, maybe you haven't had that great of a chance to mourn. Well, you, you are blessed, but I think everyone goes through it. Blessed are the gentle, for they will inherit the earth. What does it mean to be gentle? Well, probably you don't want to be that person, you know, just... Uh, <laughs> trying to bash people into the kingdom. You want to be gentle is to have compassion. You want to be compassionate to others. And this is, again, you won't get this unless you first mourn and realize what was missing in your life. And when you see others you have that same compassion towards them. Because even if they haven't accepted the Lord, you, you should be able to relate to what they're going through. They don't know the Lord. You need to be gentle with them. There's a, a number of ways to actually position this to be gentle because it really means to not people. It means not to give people what they deserve. And I have actually an example that comes to mind just this morning. I uh, looked on the counter first thing this morning. I guess my wife had gone shopping or whatever yesterday. And uh, I saw a little thank you card. I guess she had contributed to the local food bank. And that's something that my wife tends to do stuff like that. She doesn't ask me or anything like that. She just goes and she does it. She shows compassion on people. And uh, she does it without question and, you know, we're, we're me, and I, I love or hate me for what I'm about to say, but I'm just going to tell you the truth because I'm a work in progress too. One of the regular routes I drive, I go past a food bank. And this particular food bank, people, you know, park on the road and then they line up uh, to this building and when I drive by, I see BMWs, Mercedes, you know, modern, more modern cars, you know, and I'm driving this old pickup truck and uh, think, man, you have a Mercedes or a new BMW and you're, you're taking from people. You're a receiver. You're not a giver. And. 
that's wrong of me. I might be wrong of them too. <laughs> Just saying. But for me to be gentle and for me to be compassionate would be for me to say, you know what? The Lord knows. And even though I saw you pull up in your Mercedes Benz, here, take this. That's what it means to be gentle. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. So, if you're poor in spirit, if you're regretful for all the years you wasted without the Lord, if you start to see people in the way the Lord sees people, and then you strive for righteousness. You will be satisfied. So what is righteousness? That's an interesting concept. To be righteous is to be right. And with all of these things, I probably should have pointed that out this out in the very beginning. All of these things are multidimensional. And what I mean by that is they reflect our relationship between yourself, myself, and God, and ourself and the other people on this earth. And to be righteous is to be innocent. To be righteous is to be blameless. Now, of course, you're going to have sin and everything else, but if you're constantly striving to do the right thing, you have a hunger or a thirst for righteousness. And, you know, in the church, let's just call it what it is, um, my mom was turned off of Christianity because she saw the hypocrisy in the church. And she was right. She was very right. And she chose to say, you know what, I don't believe because I see these people and they're, they say one thing and they do another. So you might be the most righteous person in your community. Perhaps you, you're the one who runs the food bank. You're the one who's always going out there and being seen helping people. You're in good standing in your community. And then you go home and you yell at your wife and you smack your kids. You kick your dog. That's not righteous. To be righteous is to be innocent of these things. Both in front of people who only see what they see, but God sees everything. 
So to be righteous is to know that God is seeing what you are doing in front of other people. And having that fear of God is to pursue righteousness. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. What is mercy? Well, mercy is what God gave us as humankind, right? And the ultimate way. He had to come down. He had to leave heaven to be humbled himself in the form of a child and grow up and do all this stuff because he's merciful to us. And you know what? Not one of us deserves it. There is not one of us that deserves it. You remember when we uh, we were studying, especially Paul, Paul would always say, grace and mercy to you. Grace being the power of God and mercy being the compassion of God. And mercy is for someone who does not deserve it. You're a sinner. You don't deserve to be pardoned. But the Lord has offered you a pardon. So when people do wrong against you, and it can hurt, are you willing to give them a pardon? These are tough things. But as we ascend that ladder, again, not wanting to sound new age, but the Lord invented all this stuff. It's just the enemy has copied it. To be poor in spirit, to mourn, and by the way, to be mourned, that, that mourning uh, should be painful. <laughs> to be gentle with others. And when you, then after you can be gentle with others, you can hunger for righteousness. And after you hunger for righteousness, you have the ability to be merciful because he has been merciful with you. And then it says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. How is it that you can be pure in heart? You can't be. You can't. Unless, and if I sound like a broken record, I apologize, but it's really to further the point. You cannot be pure in heart unless you realize there's nothing good in you except for being in Christ. 
unless you regret the years you wasted of your life away from Christ, unless you're gentle with others through Christ, and because of Christ in your life, you strive to be righteous in his eyes. And by being righteous in his eyes, you're able to extend mercies to people who do not deserve it. Then, can you even attempt being pure in heart? To be pure in heart is all about your intention. <clears throat> Do you help others so you can be perceived as a good person? Do you help others because you just think it's right before God? Or is your intention just to serve because God said it's good to do and you believe him in faith and we do these things because we're called to only after working out these things in our life do we get to be pure in heart or get to attempt pure at heart. You're never going to master any of these things. Be sure of that. Next one. Blessed are the peacemakers or they will be called the sons of God. Ooh. Hey, Jesus was called the son of God. We can be called the sons of God too. Doesn't mean we are gods because we're not. But to be called a son? That's more than the adopted stepchild, isn't it? A son. To be really in the family of God. Well, then you have to be a peacemaker. But what is a peacemaker? Is it just someone who, hey, listen, you two, you shouldn't be arguing. Love, love, love. Peace, brother. Come on. Peace, love, eternal grooviness, man. No. You know how we get peace? Actually, you know what that sign means? That I'm holding up the peace sign for those of you listening on Podbean. It means victory. Peace comes through victory. So when the Lord here is saying to you, blessed in the moment, are the peacemakers or they will be called sons of God. You're to do 
what Jesus did. You see, when you accomplish being poor in spirit, mourning, being gentle, being hungry for righteousness, being merciful, being pure in heart, that's when you are truly blessed and enabled to be a peacemaker. And to be a peacemaker is to one that brings reconciliation between God and man, because that's what Jesus did. When sin entered the world, there was an enmity between God and man. Jesus came to bridge that gap and to reconcile God back, or man back to God. Now, going on, as I read earlier, you are the light of the world, you're the salt of the earth. If the salt has lost its taste, so to be a peacemaker is to go and extend the message of Christ to others so that they may be reconciled to God. Now, you have to understand that this is not an easy task, and that's why it's actually, let me count here, it's number one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh, it's the seventh one, the number of perfection. Oh, funny. It's the seventh beatitude, and it's to do what Jesus did. Huh. To help others in this world be reconciled. Because, listen, Jesus is sitting on high. He's he's there at the side, and he's, he's still active in this world. But he's using you now. He's passed the torch. You are now the light of the world. So we need to go to others and tell them about the love of Jesus Christ. And you know what? Most people in the world don't want to hear it. It's true. It's true. So that's why all these other things have to come before it. Because if you're not truly poor in spirit, if you haven't really regretted the stuff apart from Christ, if you're not gentle, if you're not a thirst for righteousness, if you're not merciful, demonstrable, to others, a pure in heart. If you're not any of those things, do you think you're going to be an effective witness? If you haven't got victory in your life, how can you tell others to have victory in their life? I don't want what you got. Hypocrite. Oh, someone's hearing this. Myself included. You must find peace in your heart with God so that you can actually help others find peace with God. 
Then number eight. And there's no... <laughs> Again, this is a perfect order of God. Verse 10. Blessed are those who have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So right after the Lord's telling you, hey, go out and do what I did, reconcile men to your God. Very next thing he says, you're going to be persecuted. And be blessed. <laughs> it doesn't feel like such a blessing sometimes, does it? His ways are not the ways of the world, folks. But his ways are righteous and true, and the world's are not. So if you are being persecuted for the sake of righteousness, yours is the kingdom of heaven. And what that really means is you're serving in the kingdom of heaven. You're doing what you are supposed to be doing. Remember, when you were born again, you were transferred out of this world system and into the kingdom system. So if you're actually going out and doing these things and you're walking the walk and talking the talk, in between your relationship of, with God and with man, because God sees everything, then you are truly operating in the kingdom system. Verse 11. Blessed are you when people insult you and persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me, Lord speaking. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward in heaven is great. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. And if I just, if I can have some permission here, because that was the last uh, B attitude. See, these are all about your attitude. It's all about your intention. It's all about you and your relationship with God and emptying yourself and being filled with his righteousness and doing the right things for the right reasons. And after this last beatitude, this is just my, I'm taking a little bit of liberty here. Rinse and repeat. <laughs> after you get to this step, go back to step one. Because we're constantly being refined by the Lord. And if that's what you want, is to constantly be refined, knowing that you, you're not going to arrive until you arrive in your new body. You're just not going to be there. Rinse and repeat. Go back. Okay, Lord. 
Now, you know, I had all these things, you know, Lord, when I first got saved, I was truly broken. I gave it all to you. And I cried out to you, Lord. I cried out and I meant every word of it. And from there, I became gentle and I treated people differently, Lord. And I wanted to be righteous. And I really tried to show mercy to people. And Lord, I wanted a pure heart. I did it out of great intention. And I preached the gospel, Lord. I've preached it strongly whenever you gave me the opportunity. And because of those things, Lord, I was persecuted and people have insulted me and they've spread false accusation against me. And I go back to step one. Lord, I'm nothing without you. Where are you on this rung? This is, uh, I don't like to give out homework, um, and I'm not, I guess, because you're all free will agents, but I think that the Sermon on the Mount is one of the main discourses in the Bible, and I would suggest to you it would be really worthwhile to go and look at individual commentaries on each one of those, these beatitudes. Because um, in general, you're going to spend at least an hour on each one of these. There's that much depth in them. And I, I just didn't want to spend 15, 20 weeks in chapter 5. But I pray that the Lord ministered to you through this. And just know this is just part, this is this is our walk right here. Um, so perfectly and succinctly described by the Lord as only God could. Hey, um, if you want me to pray uh, for some specific prayer requests. Oh, thank you for putting that in there. Yeah, um, Misty, God bless you. Um, put it in all caps and, uh, and I'll glance over and, and I'll pray. Uh, but it, and I just always going to repeat this. It's not the fact that I am praying for you because there's nothing special about me or my walk with the Lord. I have no advantage over you and you over me. I think there's some degrees in faith, and when we really believe our prayers, they tend to get answered more. And I think some of that just comes from the Holy Spirit's leading, because I, I have a very strong faith, but sometimes when I pray, I kind of go, oh, man, I... Just, I don't know if that that one's supposed to be, you know, because sometimes the Lord lets lets the people go through stuff, and uh, that's just a that's just a fact. So the Lord answers prayer, but not always the way we want. 
right. I, I know there's a little bit of a delay, but I'm just looking over to see. Okay. I, I see that prayer request. Okay. I see two prayer requests. I'll give it another 10, 15 seconds in case someone is typing. So I'm going to pray for Mike and I'm going to pray for core core. By the way, Slupski, thank you for reaching out to me. Uh, that was really considerate of you. And uh, I'm sorry you have to make a phone call to uh, get things straightened out. But uh, things just happen sometimes. Oh, and that reminds me, hey, while I'm waiting another 15 seconds or so or 10 seconds, um, did you know that if you go on to the uh, ROR.PetClub247.com, they have a special going on right now for the holiday season where you get coffee and cookies together. <laughs> now, you have to understand the coffee is a little bit expensive, um, but you're not just getting coffee, you're getting, uh, it's the, it's the mushroom in the coffee. So you're getting mushrooms plus a delicious coffee. So that's why it's the price it is, but, uh, they package some coffee with, uh, two packages of cookies and, uh, and it's like kind of a perfect gift. Give the gift of health, give the gift of blessing from ROR dot pet club two four seven dot com all right let me uh let me pray oh there is a third one i'm glad i waited all right heavenly father i just want to lift up mike to you Lord, Mike is having a heart bypass. And Lord, you're the creator of his heart. You're the creator of his entire body and his being. And Lord, the enemy has put all kinds of bad stuff in our food and has done all kinds of terrible things to our bodies. And we take some responsibility for that ourselves, Lord. But Lord, you've also gifted surgeons and you've gifted man with some abilities to do the surgeries and everything else. But Father, we don't trust in man. We put our trust in you. So Father, I lift up Mike to you, and we lift up all the people involved in this surgery. But most importantly, we commit these things into your hands, Lord. We commit the Mike into your hands. Lord, that your hand would be upon it, and as you do in all things, Lord, you do things in ways that really only his peop your people can understand, but it can be a witness to the unbeliever, Lord, that you bring through, and when you put your stamp on it, it shows that man was not involved in that aspect. It was by the gift and grace and mercy of God. So we ask of these things in a quick recovery in Mike. 
in Jesus' name. We also pray for Cor, Cor, as she has a plugged, painful left ear, and it has been going on for days. Lord, you know how bad that can be. Lord, it can affect our balance. It can affect our being. It can affect our moods as if there isn't enough things in this world, Lord, to affect our moods and everything in these imperfect vessels. But Lord, I pray that by your divine hand, Lord, that you touch the ear and Lord, you give relief. And first to see the obvious signs of it just being drawn away, but the symptoms of it being drawn away as well, Lord. But I do pray that it happens in a way that it just, it wasn't like I just wake up the next day and it's not there, Lord. I pray that your hand is obvious and you increase the faith through this. And that Korkor will be the peacemaker with this testimony and use it to bring others into reconciliation with God as well. And Lord, I pray also for Misty, who needs healing in her right shoulder. <laughs> Lord, I may as well include my right shoulder too. <laughs> See, we're in sync once again, <laughs> Misty. Uh, Lord, don't know what's happening with the right shoulders, but you know, it's awfully painful and it's prohibitive in doing some of the, just the things that we need to do in, in, in the physical to walk in righteousness, Lord, to take care of our homes and to, to do these things, to add these, to have these burdens upon us, Lord, it slows us down. And Lord, we pray well, for ourselves, for the relief, Lord, but we pray that it enables us once again to be the peacemakers and say, you know what? I had that and I prayed and Lord relieved me. And, you know, if you had the Lord in your life, he may do it for you. In fact, he may do it for you to bring you to the Lord, to give us this boldness in our faith and in Christ, Lord. I pray for Misty and even my right shoulder as well as your humble servants, Lord. We pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. And when I said we pray, it's because other people are praying right alongside at this time for you. And when more than one is gathered, the Lord is sure to hear. Hey, please, you know, I, I put in prayer requests, but don't forget when you have had some of these things done, it's one thing to share them in the prayer meetings, but it's also wonderful to share it uh, in the chat here, and I will read off testimonies as well. So uh, please remember for next time to also put in uh, testimonies. Oh, hey, there's a testimony. The coffee of cook, coffee and cookies. Uh, son had stomach issues, has been taking, restoring, is feeling mucho better. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, they're uh, 
so there's a question. Uh, there's extra border fees bringing the stuff into Canada. <coughs> we we kind of get screwed on the shipping here in Canada, and it costs us a bit more. Um, they're actually in negotiations right now to have an actual distributor and stuff in Canada, which will certainly alleviate that. Uh, but we need to get more people in Canada to do it so they can justify the expense. So that's something that's being worked on, but it's not quite there yet. Anyways, everyone, thank you for being here on Sunday. Uh, quick show announcement. Um, Friday, I was unable to do the pod being live. I came down with a fever Thursday night. And uh, as I shared on the prayer call last night, I believe it was a, it was a gift from the Lord. <laughs> I, I really do believe this. Um, and I had a miserable night and it really deterred me from doing the show Friday morning, which I had prepared all week for. And it was going to be a good one, but I think the Lord wanted to add some things to it. And he certainly has in my mind. So I will be doing that show, which, uh, and I was going to just kind of let go on Friday on Podbean, but I'm going to do it for the entire audience. So when it's on Podbean, a lot of the people on Rumble won't uh, see or hear it. And so I think it's meant for a general audience. It will be a show of some proportion where I'm going to lay out a lot of stuff for your consideration. Uh, it's going to be very truthful, at least from my perspective as someone who spends a lot of time in this and someone who seeks out the Lord's direction, because, you know, I take this responsibility of, having this podcast really seriously. Um, I'm responsible before the Lord in doing this stuff. And it's always risky when I do Intel and that sort of thing, because I'm throwing it out as bait, <coughs> but I could, you know, I don't want to lead anyone astray. And so I'm going to tell you a lot of the stuff that I've been saying recently and, and what, I've said that some of you have not picked up between the lines. Some of you may have the ones that know me better and have been with the podcast a long time. People who are newer to the podcast, uh, well, a lot of people won't even subscribe because when we put these when I put these shows together, they're much like these beatitudes, as a matter of fact, because it's always precept upon precept upon precept. And if you haven't been around for a while, you don't realize that all these things are all working together because they are. So it's usually a convoluted message. And when you have a convoluted message, there's a lot of detail that gets missed. So I'm going to be trying to wrap a lot of these things up together. And I'm just going to say it. I uh, actually believe that Blessed, <laughs> blessed is he who loses subscribers on his podcast because of the, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I really think I'm going to probably lose subscribers. <laughs> so I'm going to be doing that show and there's going to be a twist 
at the end of the show that, well, some of you might have seen coming, but others will not have expected. And I don't know if it'll be forever, but, well, I don't want to tease too much. Um, there's going to be a direction change, at least temporarily, for Right On Radio. And I think most of, most of you will in the community will think it's a good thing. Um, I won't be throwing as much bait out. I'll just say that as a direction. But I have to go and do what I feel is most important for this community. And I have a very, very specific direction and uh, I think you'll understand when we come to it, I'm saying with it. And uh, it's going to be amazing, folks. I, I'm really super excited. I have complete peace over it. And so having said that, um, I really feel this morning, even I was considering these things, I could have the show ready for Tuesday, and I might still, but I might just want to take my time to get it more right. And if that is the case, then there's a uh, a particular documentary that was posted on our uh, one of our channels earlier this week, and I was quite moved by it. And so we might just uh, on Tuesday have uh, what I call a movie night where, you know, I'll probably give a quick intro, do about five minutes worth of work if you want to call it that. Um, actually, it's way more than that. So you have to set up the links. You gotta do, it's, you know, nothing is five minutes, but uh, we may just watch a documentary together on Tuesday while I prepare for Thursday. And if I do that, which seems to be the wise thing to do, that will give more time to prepare for the uh, following shows after that. So anyways, it will be an exciting week, folks. And uh, the last two shows that I did on uh, Tuesday and Thursday, I think were of utmost importance. And... So a lot of it is going to be based off of last Tuesday and Thursday's show. And I think I've given you a lot of descriptors. Uh, if you can, man, I need your support. I probably should pull it up. I've had about uh, 15, 16 people on Patreon that uh, whether, well, their credit cards expired because it says their credit card was declined or it might have been declined for other reasons and, you know, pray for for all of you. Um, but most of the time when it's declined, it's just been an expired card or something like that. And uh, yeah, I probably had about 15 in the last month that have, uh, have expired. So, you know, that, that, uh, that's a, that's a chunk. <laughs> so, and, and I'm forthright. You can look and see how much I'm being supported. It says it, it always updates there. And, uh, that's on Podbean. Go to writeonradio.podbean.com and you can hit the patron thing or you can use PayPal if you choose to support that way. Uh, either way, 
sincerely, sincerely helps. And I, I'm actually at a deficit now, folks. The Lord has been sustaining me. But I tell you the truth that uh, I'm actually in a deficit position right now. And that is very uncomfortable. Um, we're not called to be comfortable all the time, but it's definitely very uncomfortable. And it's been a matter of circumstances. You know, I had to do a major car repair and the tax bill came in and it was more than it should be. Thank you to the uh, Trudum government. Uh, anyways, trying to dispute that, but it is what it is. God bless each and every one of you. Remember, beloved, to be blessed. Be the Berean. Believe what you read and then go out into the world and be attitude. I like that. Be attitude. In Jesus' name, amen.